Hey. Hey. How are you? Great. Good. It's nice and early. We start our days at 12.02 a.m. That's when we record. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yep. So, uh, welcome to So That Happened. It happened. And it is a podcast. It's episode five now. Look at us. I know. Seasoned. Every now and then I just say, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. But But we made it. We did it. So, uh, how was your week? It's good. How was your week? My week was fine. I went to the doctor today. Mm-hmm. And take me back to the waiting room. Okay, uh, blood pressure's perfect. Great. The nurse will be in, or nurse practitioner will be in shortly. So she comes in and goes, so uh, she told me that a, a cute pilot was in here. And then she starts, I was like, okay. And just brushed it off. And then she goes, so do you need like certain, you know, is there a certain protocol you have to go through? And I'm like, what, what? is she talking about? <laughs> Did you wear your aviators and your like big leather jacket with fur on the top? <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, basically I'm wearing a Navy suit. Not a Navy with, uniform. With a red. But yeah, a Navy, Navy blue. Navy <laughs> blue suit with a red tie. No jacket on. I guess that's kind of how they look, though. Sure, yeah. They pretty much wear like a navy suit. Probably a little drunker, maybe some coke on the nose. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> so at first, I'm just really confused, you know. And then I'm like, I'm in sales. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. It reminded me of the the liquor store. So go to the local liquor store, and the guy <laughs> asks if I'm a dancer. <laughs> I'm wearing like a tank top. It's summer. You got a dancer's body and a pilot's apparently. Yeah, (laughs) but I didn't even clarify with him. Like, again, missed opportunity. Today, I could have just acted like a pilot. But that guy, I didn't even clarify, like, what kind of dancer do you think I am? A stripper? Like a ballerina dancer? Yeah, like a stripper dancer? (laughs) Like a hip-hop dancer? I mean, you kind of have a male ballerina's body. (laughs) Long, lean, juicy butt. (laughs) Eh. I don't know. I'll take it. I'll ask him. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh no! I know. I don't get. I don't get any. I get nothing. When I get called back to the doctor, it's like, so you've made it today. Congratulations! You're here. <laughs> you look tired. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, I work retail. I've mentioned that before, um, and we are creeping in to the holiday season, and I have a list of things that people need to remember. Now, I know that the people who are listening to this are not the type of shopper that I'm about to um, be speaking directly to, but I know you know these people. And I know that you will see them out, and if you if you see one of these Karens out and about, you stop them, and you let them know that closing times aren't a generality. When it says we close at 10, uh, we're closed at 10, and it's you, need not to, like, you need to like get your stuff and leave. It's not 10.30? Oh, no, no, no. It's not 10.05. It's not 10.02. It's 10 o'clock. We're closed. You're not special. You're not better than everyone else that shops at any store. You don't get to stay past 10 o'clock and like cruise into 11 o'clock. Stop it, Karen. Go home. Knit with your cat. I said cat like that on purpose. Cat. So don't shop like a four-year-old, Melanie. It's not necessary. You don't have to touch everything. You don't have to pick up a size shirt, look at it, throw it on the floor, and pick up another size shirt, look at it, throw it on the floor. And even if you try your hardest just to like fold it up and put it back, that's great. Do that. (laughs) 
just because you're in the hurry to get to your like dinner date at the Olive Garden with your old sorority sisters doesn't mean that it's my problem. Keep an eye on your child. I'm not a babysitter. And also there are weirdos out there that are going to abduct your kids. They're going to. And you're making it real easy for them. Make it harder. Arm them with knives. Wrap them in dog collars with the points on them. So (laughs) that is basically just my list of complaints from this week. Everyone's shopping like a jerk. It's getting me a little bit down. But I do actually enjoy like 98% of the contact that I have with the outside world. I, I do like most of my my job and I'm thankful to have one because not everybody can have one. Oh, and Jeff Bezos he hasn't bought my company yet and yeah. Uh, yeah maybe next week we'll see and also you know robots haven't taken over my job yet they very easily could which that sort of brings us to our topic this week yes. really roughly <laughs> <laughs> so so really and it's come up it's it's funny that it came up last week even at my job, just a joke of, you know, robots are taking over the world, but it's true. It is. So it's already happened. You know, everyone's goal, especially in the workplace, but even at home is to automate things, right? Oh, sure. Things that we just don't want to waste our time on anymore. Like, Dishwashers. Yeah. Uh, vacuuming. Roombas. Like me, I hate cutting the grass. I think it's so stupid. It's a waste of an hour of my time. Mm-hmm. If I could, which they already have those, they do. just like Roombas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for lawnmowers, they have that and you can just have it cut every other day. It cuts like the tiniest bit. Your grass will be perfect. You never have to do anything. That sounds great. But you know, I'm in sales and you you are, I am. (gasps) I thought you were a pilot, but I, I talk about this stuff. Like that's the whole point. Everyone's trying to do more with less and people are overworked because companies are trying to do more with less. So when we talk about automating things for an individual, it's let's take those mundane tasks off your plate so you can focus on what's important. But really what the message is, let's replace a portion of your workforce with things that we can automate through software or you know, with uh, manufacturing, robotics, uh, so you can save money. Oh, that sounds great to a CEO, but tell that to a, a worker. Right, so by 2030, Robot automation will take 800 million jobs. Globally? Yeah, globally. Ugh, yeah. That's still, but still a lot. You already see it in especially manufacturing. I mean, they took the biggest hit. So artificial intelligence, really what the concept is, AI is based on the idea of building machines capable of thinking, acting, and learning like humans. I don't like it. Yeah. So artificial intelligence, though, Really what, what they've done with this technology, and it's been around for a, a long time, um, but it's baby steps, so we don't freak out. You know, so we don't think you're taking over, you're taking our jobs, you're creating robots that are going to take over the world someday. But that's exactly how they would do it. That is how they do it. And, and that's, that's how, how they're how doing they it. are doing it. We'll talk about it. But things like social media, right? So you log on to Facebook. The first thing you see is friend suggestions. Well, that's based on artificial intelligence. You know, it's picking up on different things, all these algorithms that are then suggesting who your friends may be. It's also the facial recognition. So someone posts a picture and they don't tag you in it, you're notified because it knows your face. Oh, no. Don't look at me. What about, I I got bangs. Can it still recognize my face? I don't, we should try that. Most people don't recognize my face right (laughs) now, so I don't even. Oh, who are you? Oh, 
And then I just fall over and I'm like, it's me. Do you work here? <laughs> Are you new? So then like digital assistants, so Siri, Alexa, Google. Shh. Hey, Google. She'll hear you. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, we're already doing that and it's continuing to advance. So email, filtering. So it's already throwing spam into spam for you. You don't oh, even yeah, see that. Oh yeah, that is really nice. Yeah. Thanks. So a lot of stuff's been great. But also there's, and I don't know if you really use your Gmail email to actually email people. I don't think you do. I've emailed like three people in the last eight years. Okay. So there's like, there's smart replies. And then there's also like predictive based on what you've previously typed. So if I start an email and I say, hey, and say I usually send an email to you, it'll be like, Caitlin, because I'm picking up on who you typically send it to. And then I'll also pick up on what you typically say. So I want, and then it will just a, try to start saying something. A bag of dicks. Yeah, well that's what it always says for you, right? For me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you go out to Amazon, uh, product recommendations. So based on what you've bought previously, based on you know what you've searched across the internet, we think you would like this. Now, that does differ from the one that's on Facebook. Uh, the wish thing. <laughs> I get the weird. I got a necklace made of teeth the other day. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, I hope, based on some of the stuff you've shown me, that it's not really using AI or it's like, it's like it is dumb. the worst. Artificial dumbness. <laughs> it's like AD. Uh, Uber. So when, this is actually an interesting one. So not only the... When will my driver arrive? How long will it take? But the interesting one, I didn't even realize they could do this. They use AI to determine if a rider is drunk. What? Prior to a driver accepting a pickup. Apparently, they're analyzing uh, factors like walking speed. There, there's a bunch. <laughs> it's a bunch of different factors, but just a couple you know, examples they provide. Amount of times the girl says, Listen, it's right. just neither serious. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're listening to you. <laughs> but walking speed and typing patterns. Okay. But pretty interesting that. But I type that. like a drunk old woman all day long. I've got these big old thumbs. You do have big thumbs. I do. Hitchhiker thumb. That's yeah. what I have. But it's beneficial if you ever need a ride. Yeah, it bends backwards on its own. You don't need uber to know that you're drunk because you can like, just look put that thumb out. i got this thumb for a reason i don't need uber to tell me how you get married <laughs> <laughs> that's drunk karen i love that <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> so have you heard of machine learning no i don't like it though okay so what it does machine learning is it gives the software or hardware the ability to do what naturally comes to humans and animals. And that's learn from experience. Oh, I was going to say fucking. But. Well, yeah, that's not part of this. That could be more of the robotics. All of it comes from the amount of data that it can analyze. So have you heard the term like big data? No. Okay. So everywhere you go, we're leaving just trails of data behind. Like you know, whether slugs. It's virtually slugs. you're going to Kroger. They're, you know, giving you an incentive hey you can save a little bit of money with this Kroger plus card so then we can analyze everything that you purchase and we can mine all this data to sell off to you know different companies that are selling products or whatever so i just want to touch on quickly you know 
some of the industries we're already using some machine learning today and things that are pretty cool actually uh our first industry we'll look at is education so you think about a teacher's job you know some teachers there's a couple of teachers in our family mm-hmm. and respect yeah and their job sucks because yeah. yeah they have great hours but what happens after school's out and the kids well, are they, gone they don't have they start early they end late they're grading tests spending money that's what i'm saying so that that's what it comes down to is more of the grading tests you know figuring out what our plan's going to be you know if you worked at a school with great technology there's things that you can do with ai where computers can be programmed to determine individual study plans so every individual learns differently so we can use technology to figure out how to teach you best that's really cool uh, the other thing, so obviously we're already doing some of this with algorithms that analyze test results. So you're not going through and, you know, grading each one, uh, which obviously, you know, we had the uh, fill in the dot thing, which you could do that previously. They but still have that, right? They still have that. But I think now there's probably more of like a scan and I could even do like not even a multiple choice grade. That's all that was. But I could actually analyze free word answers gotcha. and figure out if that's correct like an essay yeah i remember uh a teacher telling me that for the scanner to read it appropriately that we had to fill in the bubble like really well oh yeah and i i have like a touch of ocd and i fucking filled that thing in like you wouldn't believe you got one answer done. seriously well and they even made a comment to me afterward they're like well you can really fill in a circle. I was like, thank you, sir. You I stayed know. in the lines. <laughs> Good job. So skill to manual labor, and this is kind of a touchy subject because they've taken so many fucking jobs. Right. Away from people that need them the most. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about, just in manufacturing specifically, because your dad was in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. You know, He was out on the floor. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, I mean, a handful of stories that I've heard from him that people have lost fingers oh yeah so many digits lost at yeah. his shop it was crazy so and, that, and that's one of the main things obviously they're looking to reduce cost but it's also safety you right know, when's the last time we had an accident well in those types of jobs they had a fucking accident all the time previously because mm-hmm. they had old machinery and right so just one that i'll highlight mining pits those are dangerous jobs right. people should not be working in mines anymore so in australia they already have driverless trucks uh, operating in mining pits, which is cool. And they can operate remotely from a distant control center. So, so that still has somebody working. Still has somebody controlling it. Right. And that's the main thing. They keep talking about, it's going to create all these jobs. We'll, well see. it's hard to transition from a manufacturing job to like a tech-based job. That's the problem. Job. That's, that's where you have people left. Right. You know, so like... Even if it's creating jobs, it's not necessarily creating a job that I'm qualified for. Right. That's the problem. I'll touch a little bit on manufacturing with a story that scares me. But so healthcare, we can diagnose patients faster with machine learning. I heard that doctors aren't going to be as necessary um, as like nurses because yeah. nurses do like the care and the, you know, the empathetic sort of nurturing side of the healthcare profession where doctors are mostly diagnosis. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, you know how I feel about that industry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're going through it right now. Yeah, but I heard some of this stuff previously. You know, there's like companies out there that are creating 
what previously they they actually did on note cards. So it was like, patient comes in with this symptom, then look for this. If mm. this, then this. Now with machine learning and artificial intelligence, it's doing that like that. So the next thing, and it's going to bring me to a topic because this kind of pisses me off. So Rolls-Royce, fancy car, and Google, your favorite, they've teamed up to design and launch the world's first self-driving ship. This is a topic I want to cover in the future, is cruise ships and how so I you've already are... looked in all these? Or I just didn't, cruise ships no, in just general? cruise ships in general, just okay. cruises. This is a full deep dive on all of my fears right now. Let's keep going. Okay. So we're talking about self-driving ship by 2020. I mean, that's in a matter of six weeks. Uh-uh. So this brings up self-driving cars. Ugh. We know that there's already been tests going on, right? Are you familiar with what happened in 2018 with Uber? Yes. So here's what happened. So around 10 p.m., we're in Tempe, Arizona. It's March 18th, 2018, and Elaine Herzberg was pushing a bicycle across a four-lane road. Oh, no. Supposedly, she's carrying some bags. I don't really know why she's pushing the bike. I mean, well, it's hard to ride if you're going then. across grass, too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it actually looked like, but it's late, right? Mm-hmm. It's 10 o'clock at night in the middle of the desert. So she had crossed three of the four lanes when suddenly she struck by an Uber self-driving test car. It's like, whoops, so yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My <So> bad. <laughs> She she was pronounced dead 30 minutes later. Oh, no. Yeah. So how these test vehicles work is there is a person in the driver's seat. Right. And they are the backup driver. Mm-hmm. Their job is to monitor the computer and make sure that everything's okay. And if it's not, they take it out of automated mode and they can take over control. How fast do you think the car was going? Okay. It's the middle of the desert. Carry the one. 42 miles per hour. 38 miles per hour. The police chief initially is putting all the blame on the pedestrian, which, okay, you shouldn't be crossing this four-lane road at 10 o'clock at night. But he states it would be difficult to avoid the situation, and the driver stated it happened in a flash. Because you're not they were watching going, the road. They were going 38 miles an hour. Right. Nothing happens in a flash in 38 miles an hour. It's so, like that, that Austin Powers scene. Right. Get out of the way. <laughs> so, And that's, that's basically what happened. So other self-driving companies at the time would put two or more qualified engineers in each test vehicle. But at the time, you know, it's a race for this technology to see who's going to be first so uber chose to test their system quickly and cheaply so vasquez who is the female behind the wheel at the time is not an engineer and the only qualification needed was a driver's license so she's an uber driver but she's in an engineer position basically they're saying hey yeah be a test for us and we'll pay you i don't know what the hell it paid 20 bucks an hour cool cool cool. i do that whatever it was you kidding so Days after the accident, a video is released and it shows footage from the rear view camera because, of course, there's cameras all over this vehicle because it's a test vehicle. Right. And it shows Vasquez looking down at her knees seconds before the crash. Oh, no. So she was on a 21 minute journey. And for one third of that, she was watching an episode of The Voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I was so scared you were going to say friends or something that I love, but that nope. makes it, it so much worse. <laughs> so her her colleagues come out after the fact and say if she had been looking at the road and taken over, she would have been able to stop more than 40 feet before the impact. But that is not the point. Okay, you put a, a an Uber driver behind a vehicle that's driving itself. What do you think is going to happen? Unless you have like extensive uh, pre-education before she gets behind the wheel. What do you th- I would be doing the same fucking thing. I'd be like, this is great. That's the problem with the setup is if I'm an engineer and I'm the one that's designing this shit, I'm a little bit more cautious because I'm like, is this shit really work yet? But if I'm a pedestrian that you hired, mm-hmm. I'm like, this shit fucking works or you would not be putting me behind this right, wheel. Right, right. Yeah, so she, she she didn't even take over in time. She swerved slightly mm-hmm. and didn't hit the brakes until after the impact. But the whole point is that your test fucking failed. It yeah. doesn't matter that you had a backup. You should have never needed the backup. It no. shouldn't have been on the road. Yeah, so unfortunately for uh, Herzberg, she is going to always be known as the first to be killed by an autonomous vehicle. But this is the shit that, you know, really I saw recently. What did the software classify her as? So it identified her six seconds. Again, we're going 38 miles an hour. That's enough time to stop. Six seconds. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit. She could have stopped 40 feet prior if she just said, oh, shit, I better take over this. You know it fucking dinged or something six seconds before. So it, it first identifies her as unknown object. Then it identified her as a vehicle. Then... It identifies her as a bike, which is correct. Right. Partially. Yeah. But it kept fucking going. So it was like, hmm, bikes. Generally not in the middle of the road unless a person's on it. Yeah. Seems fine. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, no. So the next one, and this is kind of like, you know, the one that everyone thinks about with this shit is more of the robotic stuff. The robotics is really the body, right? We talked about the machine learning. The AI is really the brain. Right. It makes everything function. Robots have been around for a long time. We've used them just to do specific tasks. That's a robot without AI. But we're going to be talking about more robots with AI. So we touched on the the Roomba. But in Japan, we're using robots in the kitchens to prepare food and chop vegetables. That's which, cool. Which I hate chopping shit. Right. You know, we talk about eliminating some of the bullshit. So, like, how much time do we spend cleaning and doing things that we don't want to do so there's a stat by 2030 again we'll be using a personal robot in our homes so it's it's again going to come back to the cleaning thing so the roombas the vacuums the lawnmowers are not really there yet but the whole cleaning aspect you know we just look at that as what more could you know i could enjoy my time more if i didn't have to do this stuff but that's what kind of scares me is like then what are we doing so I mean, on one hand, Zuckerberg and a couple other people are already creating like a robot butler. Zuckerberg is a robot butler? He is. He definitely is a robot. We (laughs) had this discussion at work. Did you really? He's the biggest robot. Again, some of these things are good, right? So crime fighting. If there's a bomb, we could send in a robot to identify the bomb. They can also defuse the bomb. That's great. We don't have to put a person out there. But are we going to have like robot cops? Uh, RoboCop was kind of a nightmare. I know, but like, it's probably going to happen. And obviously they're already creating soldiers and crazy shit like that. Oh yeah, that's already out and being tested. So so back to the medical field, 
So they're already doing it to distribute medication to patients in some areas. And also they're able to go to any floor within a hospital if it has like a smart elevator system. We are at the beginning of a horror movie. Oh, yeah. This is, I'm just imagining them like stealing my baby. Yeah. But the other thing, they're designing them to care for children. I mean, this is again, like as a parent, there's obviously times throughout the day when you're just like, just go play with your sibling or just go do something. Yeah. There are those times. Sure. But what if we get to that point where it's, now we have this robot available to play with our kids. Go play with Rebecca the robot. Yeah. I don't like Rebecca. But this shit's going to happen. Not in my house. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, we could be like <laughs> yeah. a late adopter, but they're going to go to like Our kids will be house. grown. Yeah, I guess they'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the social interaction thing. So we're already doing it with some elderly people. Um, are they robots? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you know, they have those toys. So like, you thought I was serious. That's a problem. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so people are lonely, you know, in these facilities, but also mm-hmm. like, I look at this as we go to, we went to Kohl's, you know, and then we set off <laughs> one of those like robot toys, which those things kind of creep me out. They always have. Let's like, catch a color. You wanted to get the one for him last year, and I did not like it. It was it was small. Oh yeah, the one. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. It was about. cool, you didn't but like I was it? like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, he was so cute. So yeah, we're starting to implement them already, but it's going to continue to progress. But one last thing, I just wanted to touch on. So Microsoft, I don't even remember this happening, but Microsoft implemented. There's like chatbots out there. So if you go out to you know, say you have uh, DirecTV. Previously, all of those were live agents. Mm-hmm. They're just, I handle web chat. You know, that's my job. Well, now they have chat bots, which pretty much everyone's implemented to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but some of it's pretty limited. Like, all I can offer you is these 10 answers, and then I'm just trying to stall you until we get an agent in. But they implemented one, and they gave it a Twitter account. Oh, no. And... <laughs> Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and this this is in 2016. I do not remember this happening. The chat bot was targeted at 18 to 24 year olds in the U.S. And it was developed to experiment with the conduct research and conversational understanding. Again, we're just testing machine learning with a social platform to see how it will progress. You know, when it goes live. So it was called Tay. It was uh, March 23rd, 2016, when it first went out. So, uh, you know, throws out a tweet, hello world, and people start interacting with this chatbot. So it's fully a robot. Like, nobody's controlling what it's tweeting out. Fully a robot. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Okay. So it, you know, already knows things based on whatever data and, you know, what they did previously before they implemented it. But then it's going to feed off of interactions right. it has with users. It's learning. And it's just going to create a mind of its own, which it did. <laughs> so the whole idea was, you know, we want to create this thing and show you that the more you chat with Tay, the smarter that she gets. Well, this Why has shit... it got to be a she? It's going to give us a bad name. Oh, I this can shit feel went it. bad. Great. So, so Tay's conversation immediately went racist. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> It went political. It went bad. Oh, this bitch. Okay. So she's like, listen, I am (laughs) 
a college educated robot. I know what I'm talking about. So I'll read you a few of them. Tay was encouraged to repeat variations on Hitler was right. <laughs> as well as 9-11 was an inside job. So <laughs> one Twitter user spent time teaching Tay about Donald Trump's immigration plans. So this is one tweet from Tay. Oh, what a year to be Tay. We're going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. That's Tay. Tay tweets. <laughs> uh, heard people saying, I wouldn't mind Trump. He gets the job done. <laughs> Bush did 9-11 and Hitler would have done better than the monkey we have now. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. It escalated quickly. That went real, real dark. Donald Trump is the only hope we've got. God damn it. Yeah. I hate it. Okay. Okay. So this is my interpretation of uh, drunk Tay. So at one point, Tay responds to um, a Twitter user and she says, if you want, you know I'm a lot more than just this. (laughs) 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 So then later she responds to a different Twitter user and she says, I am done. I feel used. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it says, Late on Wednesday, after 16 hours of vigorous conversation, Tay announced she was retiring for the night. See you soon, humans. Need sleep now. So many conversations today. Thanks. Heart emoji. Hearts. (laughs) But then read, there's a couple responses to, because Microsoft shut that shit down. This only lasted 16 hours. That's the point. So wait, where does she say anything? Oh, she's done. Oh. After she says goodbye world, she's she's dead. Tay's dead. She is gone. That's the shortest, most depressing life I've ever heard. And also, welcome to America. It's well, and that's the worst part of America that she's downloading, basically. It, but that's the thing. Like, you didn't anticipate this shit? Have you seen Twitter? Have you seen any social media platform? She's basically just a fresh new baby 21-year-old that hit the bar for the first time that thinks she knows everything because she went to college for a year and a half. Yeah. Like, her name being Tay is super appropriate. Yeah. So basically, you know, along with Tay, anything we build, you know, whoever builds it can have bias. Uh, so there was one that they built looked like a human uh, it's like an interview, you know, done to this robot that's supposed to be acting like a person. And then somebody makes a joke, like referencing like world domination. <laughs> and then like, do you want me to dump, you know, like. <gasps> it took it as a suggestion. Yeah. And then people start getting nervous. Yeah. But that's the thing is this shit just flips so fast. There's AI that like r- will create poems and it's. Actually, you should look it up. It's very funny. Is it? Yeah. It's like, it was cold outside. Felt things in my groin. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I think, obviously there's a lot of good that's going to come out of this stuff. But what terrifies me the most is, you know, obviously we have people that are, they're hacking. What happens if you hack robots? You win, I think. (laughs) AI terrorism. I mean, that's like a real worry. But I think some of it's going to be fun. Sure. Some of it's going to be scary. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true for everything. Yeah. 
We're just, we're getting old and crotchety. And so everything is scary. Right. Which sort of like leads me into what I'm going to talk about. Okay. So you're talking about like robots and machinery that is smart and can think. And I'm going to talk to you about a rational, irrational fear that I have of escalators. Dun, dun, dun. So we were at a uh, Reds game this summer and we were going up one of those giant long escalators that goes from like the bottom floor of a stadium to the top floor and there's no stops and I was like uh this scares the shit out of me we should have taken the ramp we can't go forward we can't go backward there are people like blocking us both ways I I in any kind of like anxiety situation I just think of like my escape and so that's what I was doing and it seemed irrational but then I remembered a story that I had heard that makes that fear actually rational so we are replacing you know everyday uh, mundane tasks with robots and artificial intelligence uh, the Roomba uh, stairs we automated (laughs) like that's walking stairs that is just the basic American necessity is automated stairs it's so ridiculous but you know We need it. We're fat. So in July of 2003, Arizona and Colorado were playing a baseball game. Do you know? Okay. So I do not know this story. Oh, nobody knows this story. Um, Do you know the Arizona Rockies mascot or the Arizona Diamondbacks mascot? Can you guess? A Diamondback? Okay. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, you think it's what? A snake? I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's a bobcat. Is it really? <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Okay. Is there an Arizona Rockies? Yeah. Uh, no, Col- I'm sorry. Colorado oh, Rockies. Okay. Do you know what that is? Oh, it's a beer, right? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> of course. It's the mountains. Um. So it's a dinosaur named Dinger. Are you serious? It's a dinosaur? I. We lo- have some weird ones too, though. Well, sure, but we got we're, Mr. Red we're the we Reds, the weird, though. But then we got the weird guys, too. Yeah, but we're the Reds. What do you do with the Reds? That's true. And then, like, the Bengals. We have a Bengal tiger. It makes sense. If you're a Diamondback, you should be a snake. Yeah. If you're, I don't know, a rocky, a rock, a boulder? Well, especially in Arizona. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> There's snakes everywhere. Scorpions. Like, yeah, aren't you, you could the be Arizona anything. scorpions? They have all the deadly things. Spiders. Boars. Sure. Yeah, they got all that stuff. They could do anything. Nope. They're a bobcat. That's I didn't the even whole know story. they that's the end. <laughs> Isn't that horrifying? We were on <laughs> an escalator and we found out what their mascots really were. <laughs> and they're like, why? And <laughs> one of the teams won. Congratulations to either the dinosaur or the bobcat. And um so there's fireworks after most games and yep. there uh, a select few people who want to avoid traffic and are just enjoying themselves stay for the fireworks so as those fans began to leave um some of them instead of walking down the stairs they're probably either drunk tired have kids you know are feeling like not walking down the stairs or the ramp they decide to go down the three-story escalator they're all piled onto the escalator thankfully there's not that many people left um because it gets really packed And if you imagine three stories worth of like a long stretch of people going down three stories, it can be a ton of people. So they start to hear 
a clicking sound. And it sounds like somebody's winding up like a clock. Like, that's gross. I'll never, I'm sorry. So it sounds like, (laughs) so it sounds like somebody's winding up a clock and all of a sudden they hear a snap and the escalator goes from its um, normal 1.02 average. I did the math online. Um, (laughs) uh, 1.02 mile per hour uh, speed to a full on almost 25 mile per hour speed so they go from basically like zero to 60 standing in a matter of seconds so at this point in time there's thankfully only 100 people on this escalator which is still a lot of people yeah so they all start going so fast that like their hair is blowing and they're having to like hold on (laughs) because they're afraid they're gonna fly off so in my head in this moment Every time I go up one of those escalators, which thankfully isn't that often, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take Carter and I'm going to throw him onto the ramp and I'm going to take Morgan and throw her on the ramp. And then like, we're going to just dive off and hope that we make it because it's better than what's coming. And like, that was everyone else's strategy at that moment too. But it was going so fast that they couldn't get off of it. There was just no chance. It's like railing, railing, railing. And they're just like barreling towards the bottom faster than they've probably ever gone outside of a car right so nobody fell off people i don't know if no one fell off but i know that people tried and were like no this isn't a good plan they had enough time to sort of decide and then change their mind so at this point um the handrails began to smoke because it was going so fast and it's basically just like on a belt Mm -hmm. that that was smoking and the sides of the escalator were so hot that it was burning people's flesh so it filled the area with the smell of rubber and burnt human flesh. People at the bottom, they were trying, they were yelling from the top for people to run. They're like, run, run off. And like, so that everyone could like sprint off instead of falling and tumbling. Nobody but can sprint 25 that, miles an hour. Exactly. You're going from a moving object where you're stationary to being forced to run 25 miles per hour off yeah. it's just not possible and so people naturally tripped and then those people got stuck and oh. then the bodies just kept piling up on top of them which unfortunately created blood hair clothes and people slipped on that and then just the bodies kept stacking people could make it out on their own um, other so people what? were pulled out but they just kept stacking up they're stuck in the stairs compacting so, onto them. So the people at the bottom, they're stuck at the bottom and the teeth um, the teeth of the escalator are digging into their skin and their clothes and trapping them. They're getting stuck. Their hair so fast, is getting stuck, yeah. right. And they can't get up. The people on top are then stuck on their bodies. The people below are getting pulled out or are able to, like if they're not stuck in the escalator, able to drag themselves out but the bodies on top start stacking up and then they all just start to replace the people on the bottom. And then they're at risk of suffocation. So people are like feeling like they're going to suffocate to death. But then comes the reality that they're being pulled back by the teeth of this escalator and it's ripping into their flesh and they're basically getting, it was described, it was described by one of the people on the escalator as looking like they're going down into a meat grinder. Which is horrifying. Oh my God. Thankfully, the the, the onlookers um, were pretty good about, you know, 
rushing to action instead of just standing by and watching just out of shock. All right. So there's a hundred people on this. Right. They fucking made it to the bottom immediately at 25 miles an hour. Nobody's jumping on that thing. But if I'm at the bottom and I see this, like that shit happens so fast. Of course you're going to freeze. Right. Well, I, I tried to think about it and, and I couldn't imagine from the top to the bottom it being more than 30 seconds. No, not 25 and, and, miles an hour. Right. And that's a pretty generous amount of time uh, considering. So, yeah, you've got what, like five seconds to react so the scene was later described as blood-soaked. There was blood, you know, floor to walls. There's not really a ceiling, but like pretty much everywhere. It was just blood. Thankfully, no one died. Of the 100... No one died? No one died. Wow. Of the 100, 100 people, 32 were injured, which is not as bad as really what it should have been. So there's a uh, I Survived that is the reason that I'm afraid of escalators now. Um, and it was, uh, this, it was a younger girl that was there with her family. She almost lost a leg, but thankfully some key components that they needed to like basically just reattach her leg were still intact and she was able to keep her leg. No one died. The injuries were pretty minor considering, but just a few weeks prior to that, an escalator in the same stadium, this is Coors Stadium a different escalator had stopped abruptly just out of nowhere and threw people and 12 were injured. Um, and they don't know what caused either of the incidents. So they brought engineers in and they're just like, yeah, don't know. Don't know what happened. Like something happened. So they have no idea what caused either incident, which seems baffling to me. Like there should be a reason why. And I'm sure that there is, but what is it? And, Looking this up, I unfortunately came across a bunch of videos and stories about this happening. It happens all the time. The shit, it's broken down all the time. Like, yeah. if you ever go to a mall, the chances of an escalator being broke down are, are probably, I don't know, 30%. Sure. I mean, and there's a, there's a, like, a emergency stop button that you can hit. I don't want to ride on anything that has that. Elevator, elevators statistically are safer, and they don't have an emergency stop. Yeah. They have an emergency button if you get stuck. I don't know. And I remember from a kid, like being a kid, hearing about like, make sure your shoelaces are tied before you step on an escalator. Fuck it's like, yeah, oh now. shit. Yeah. You're like, no laces. No. I just don't want to be on an escalator. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I've never even heard of all this. It's awful. I didn't even know that it would go one mile an hour to 25 miles an hour. Like, I see them broken. But I just figured, like, they just stop working. Well, there's no reason that it should speed up that fast. That's why the whole thing is weird to me. And, like, they should be able to find a reason why it sped up that fast. There was a recent incident where, I think it was in a subway, it reversed. And people were, like, people were being dumb. They didn't just turn around. Like, it didn't go fast. It just reversed. And they're, like, what do we do? It's, like, turn around and walk off like you're going on the down escalator. Yeah. So stuff malfunctions all the time and I, I don't trust anything. And now I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> and it's only going to get worse. So here we're automating we everything. Go. We're all on this escalator together, guys. Yep. I have an escalator in my house. Just, <laughs> yay. We just put one in. Caitlin will stay down here forever because mm -hmm. she will not ride it. 
that was his plan all along. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I hope um, you guys can learn to run 25 miles per hour from a dead stop. Like, what is it? Roadrunner? Yeah. Start training. <laughs> I don't even know if you could do that on a treadmill. I think it's impossible. Yeah, I think it is too. Ugh. Ugh, God, guys, just I've been trying to remember this every second of every day that life is weird and things happen all the time that shouldn't and just enjoy yourself and remember what's important like not taking escalators not riding in self-driving cars don't take an uber you know what get yourself a hitchhiking thumb like i have yeah maybe two and uh drive your own goddamn car drive your own car and you know what that happened and i'm sorry i'm sorry too we didn't do it we didn't do any of this. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, I'm sorry for some of the rough episodes. We'll get lighter. Yeah. You kind of took it took it a little. I did. I went real light on the last episode compared to you and the one before that. And this one, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Be afraid of everything always. <laughs> right. It's real shit. And it happened. All right. Love you guys. Love you. <laughs>